No country has ever prospered that failed to put its own interests first. We will no longer surrender this country or its people to the false song of globalism. New Right Network presents Right Now, the featured podcast of New Right Network. Mobilizing, countering the left, energizing the right. New Right Network, home of the New Right Movement. And welcome to New Right Network's Right Now podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Slaughter, and with me today is Michelle Mears Gerst. For the past 20 years, Michelle Mears has worked for television, radio, print newspapers, and online media publications like Politichicks.com, who she is representing today. Michelle was also a contributing writer to CBS LA Online, where she covered fun stories like restaurants, travel, hotels, and amusement parks throughout Southern California. Michelle was seeking to go back into writing about political and current events, and in 2016, shortly after meeting Anne-Marie of Politichicks, she began reporting for Politichicks.com. As a Politichick, Michelle has taken a tour of the border and reported on border issues, the 2016 election, gun control issues, and more. Follow her on Twitter at SunnyInSoCal. Thank you for uh, being on the show. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, Well, I've been a writer, like I said, for almost 20 years, but... um out here in California, because I was um, once married to a Marine, and so I needed to stay um, close to the Southern California area. So I did do a lot of work for local um, news, and but that's fine, because local news matters as well, and a lot of that you see the corruption or a lot of the issues that happen at a state or national level do happen locally, or our politicians start at a local level. Like a lot of our state politicians, um, I've covered them as city council members. So it is important and it does matter. And so now I am, you know, for politics, it gave me a national platform to cover politics because I have a political science minor. I've always been involved in politics and it matters and getting the truth out there matters. And that's one of the things I love about with Anne-Marie and the politics is because we're going after the truth. It's reporting for the people, real journalism and you know, and one of the first stories I ever did for her was covering the 2016 election with Hillary, going to one of Hillary's events in San Diego. And I didn't go necessarily to really cover her. I covered, I wanted to go there to cover the media. Mm-hmm. What were they saying? What were they, were they reporting the truth? Because that's when it was starting to come out that they were staging um, interviews, staging protests. And I was like, that's really interesting. And that's not okay. So I went down there to cover um, Hillary's uh, national security or foreign policy so-called speech. And what I found out, I was shocked, was there was only about, this was in June 2016, there was only about like 200 people in, her, in, in the audience. That was it. It was in a fo- focus towards military. And we're in a military community. So that was surprising to me. And it was after that we started seeing, um, hearing reports that her um, – her crowds were small where um, a week prior or two weeks prior, Trump had to move from a, like a hotel to a convention center. Cause he had such a large crowd in San Diego. So it was very interesting. And that's what I loved. It's like, we need to get the truth out there to the people, whatever the subject is. Absolutely. So. Very cool. So Michelle, um, like she said, she's in California. So um, what's going on right now with uh, immigration and, and healthcare and, There's a lot. So just kind of what's going on? There is so much going on out here in California. I mean, this state is, it's, it's, it's a mess. 
It's very, in- it's a very interesting. Um, we have right now financially dealing with our finances, our taxes, dealing with the Ill- illegal migrant situation. We have people leaving California like in a mass exodus. And Politics had a, a, a letter that was sent to them about, I think, May. And, and that letter just went viral. It was from a father writing to Governor Newsom in regards to how he's leaving the state of California and has to leave part of his family behind because he just financially can't handle it anymore with our gas taxes, um, getting the, the cost of living. I, I mean, it's just crazy out here. And it really struck a chord with everyone because it's a daily conversation out here. If you go grocery shopping, if you're at the mall, if you're just having dinner, um, the servers, the, the cashiers, um, you're talking about veterans out here. Everyone's talking about how they're leaving. It's not an anomaly. It's, it's everyone is talking about it. How can they leave? When is, when is their great escape? We call it the great exodus of California. We're definitely in historical, historical times here. Um, so in regards to one of the taxes, one of the issues that um, California citizens are really upset about and I think it's not just Republicans. I think it's anyone that has to pay taxes. That Newsom has said that the um, illegals, no matter your immigration status, that as of June, that you're allowed, if you're 25 years of age or under, and a certain low income, you're allowed to have free health insurance on the taxpayer's dime. Wow. Yes. So let's put it, if you're an illegal you're not really allowed to work, so you probably are going to be low income, correct? Right, absolutely. Okay. So if you're 25 or under, you're now allowed to get free health care. Not even allowed to pay into it. You're allowed, you're allowed free health care. And this started in 2016 where they allowed under um, the last governor to allow children 18 and under to get insurance. So Newsom upped it this year in 19, 2019 for adults 25 and under with the wording that he plans when the state can afford it to allow all anyone, no matter their age, to get health insurance for free in California. And on, you know, taxpayers paying for it. So as a, as a California taxpayer, what is your thoughts on that? Do you want to be paying for illegal immigrants' health care? No, we're paying for we're, we're struggling paying for our own health care. I'm, I'm, we're struggling. We have families who families of four, families of five, you name it, that they are paying high premiums, um, high deductibles before they get their own, before they get covered. So now you're also paying for um, non-citizens, which to us people have mentioned it's taxation without representation that goes against the core of the United States. Uh, we're becoming going to become a magnet for more illegals. We already have the sanctuary cities. Um, so we have, if you go on, I follow, I'll just randomly, I not randomly, but I will follow different, um, politician sites, uh, Congress. Um, we have a Congressman, um, Mark Takano from like Paris district. That's in Southern California. We have Congressman Katie Hill who is also a Democrat that's in um, District 25, they're promoting um, everything that they can for non-citizens. And if you go to their Facebook pages and read the comments, citizens are starting to um, fight back a little bit more than they used to, where they're saying, what about us? What about us citizens? Why You're not representing non-citizens. You're supposed to represent us. And why are you representing other countries, people from other countries? 
we have the Mueller report going on today that's supposed to be dealing with foreign collusion. We see this as foreign collusion. You're helping people from other countries um, and having us pay for them. So there's um, a recall that people are trying to gather to do a recall of Newsom for this. I don't know what we're going to get. Um, we tried to recall other uh, other governors. It got nowhere. But we'll see um, what can happen. Uh, this, In addition to that, we have our high tax rates. Our, um, not tax rates, gas rates. Oh. Gas today is $4 a, um, a gallon in San Diego. Oh, my goodness. How much is it where you are at? It's uh, about $2, a little over maybe. I can't imagine paying $4 a gallon. $4 a gallon. And in some places, it's higher. It's, 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 if I see three seventy nine, I saw it yesterday. I was like, oh, my God, that's cheap. If you've got a Sam's Club or Costco and you can get it for three fifty eight, you're, like, thinking it's a winning day. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah, so, that's, so we're paying for other people. And then that's money does not necessarily have to go to fixing the roads now either. I don't have all those details exactly where it goes into, but it's also a little bit of an example of taxing us and the money's not going to where it should be going. And we're not going to get our money's worth out of that. So we're, this state is, is a mess. That's just, it's disgusting, honestly. And when we talked earlier, you said it's not, you're not, uh, it's not about being pro uh, immigration or pro illegals or, or pro anything. It's it's pro American, right? Like absolutely take care of Americans first. So tell us a little bit more about your stance on that. Like, why don't these politicians take care of the people like in America that are here legally that live here that that have worked hard to get where they are, but now are having to to give to people that don't work or, or aren't here legally? That's not pro American. It's not pro American at all. It's actually. I mean, I mean to me, I really. I don't care what party you are. You can be Republican. You can be Democrat. My goal is not to be a political activist. My goal is to get the truth out there. And we've had conversations like, what about your neighbors? Your neighbors are moving. Your neighbors are leaving. And if you're voting Democrat because you're voting for health care for illegals, you're voting for these high tax rates, um, you're, deal- you're, you're voting for everything that is hurting us citizens in California, including your neighbors, you're hurting our neighbors. And so they say they have compassion, but do you really, we're talking to you as your neighbor, not as a Republican, not as a Democrat. We're leaving. We don't want to have to leave our families. We don't want to have to leave our memories of where we, you know, grew up. Um, you know, I'm considering having to leave. Anne Marie left California. She's in Texas now and loving it. Um, I'm, I'm highly considering it when my son graduates next year. And it's not that I want to, it's because you have to, you have to worry about a retirement. And so, yes, I, if once you start vote, um, putting party over country, you're really losing what the America is about. And when someone talks to me about what are you really, I'm a constitutionalist. So right now, the party that's fighting hardest for that constitution is the Republican Party. So I will vote for that. But I am definitely a constitutionalist before a party. And I believe that when every time I do a story, uh, especially with politics, we're doing what's best. We want to report what's best for the country. We want to let people know um, what's where we stand at and really educate. I've had people come at me and saying, oh my Lord, like what, whatever you're telling us is not, it's, it, that's not happening. That's not true. And then they say, but I haven't had time to research it, but I have, I've spent the time. You, you, as a journalist, you know, it takes time to do research. Absolutely. So we're telling you, we're telling you and begging you, can you please, can you, if, 
don't vote just for your party. And that's what's happening a lot. They, someone did an interview um, with people, uh, I think after the November election. And they were interviewing people on who did you vote for. And they're just like, oh, I just voted for whoever who was Democrat. <laughs> that's all they voted. They, they didn't care. It was just for the party. So the part, them, um, Democrats in California have a super majority. It's extremely difficult for a Republican to get anything passed in this state because of the supermajority. So we don't really even have a close um, meeting of the minds in this state. It's really a one-party state, and we're seeing what happens, and that's dangerous. And we don't want that to happen even at the national level. Right. We always want to have a, a, um, a meeting of the minds. Mm -hmm. And, and collaborate and decide what is best for this country. What we're having is what's best for the party right now conversations. And that's, we need to step away from that. Don't, I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I totally agree. I, I hate it when people say, well, especially you know, when it comes to women, like we need to have the first woman president. I don't care if it's a man or a woman, but if they're qualified, that's what matters. Gender shouldn't matter. Your party shouldn't matter. The person that, that can run the country the most effectively should be the one in Congress, in the presidency. Um, it, it, it's, it's about the ideas and the thoughts and how are they going to run it, not their skin color or their gender. It's just your party. I mean, that's, and I think a lot of um, liberals and Democrats, if they would take a second to, to actually look at the talking points of each party, they may yes. switch. But they're afraid to do that because that's something different that they're not used to. Um, and speaking of Democrats, uh, you told me that California uh, junior high and high schoolers can leave campus to get an abortion without their parents' knowledge. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yes. Um, so there was a new bill that was passed. And the uh, so there's this video and I'll share the video with you so your viewers can um, see, um, see it. Did I share, the, share it with you yet? I haven't I shared it with you so. yet, have I? I'll send it to you. So in Marietta, California, a um, attorney who did a video as um, and went, had someone go undercover to the Riverside County um, School of Education, the, you know, the school district mm -hmm. for the county. And if I didn't see it on video, I probably wouldn't have believed it. I'm like, oh, they're just extreme on the Republican side, you know, because I try to stay away from that as well. No, it was undercover that they went, and it was the ACLU and this radical, they call it the radical left LGBT group called Kadera, okay, which I can't find a lot of information on, so I do want to find out more about who they are, mm -hmm. and I'm working on that. And they were teaching the school district, the county, um, how to get the students to be allowed to leave under this new bill that was passed, that if they want an abortion or some kind of medical procedure, um, that they can leave campus and have that done without the parents knowing. That is just one of the sickest things I think I've ever heard. And being a journalist, you hear a lot of disturbing things, but... I mean, do, do these people think that the parents aren't going to find out? I mean, a lot of the times people don't tell you what is involved in an abortion, what happens afterwards. I've done a lot of research on it. I had a really great uh, teacher in my high school who he did a, a whole section on it um, in our Bible class. And the woman goes through so much after it happens. I mean, you've lost your child. So, I mean, these kids can just, it, it promotes also um, kids just doing whatever they want with their bodies. I mean, you're in junior high and high school. Um, you should well, not, not be only, doing the 
Well, it's not only that. It's so that so the I, I was shocked. I I really wanted to cry. It takes a lot for me to get that way when I hear news because I've been doing it for twenty years. You know, I've been to shootings. I've been to murders. I've been to you know a lot of um, a lot of very hard stories. But this one really made me want to cry because some of the, hearing what they were doing on well we can't have the child marked absent because if we have the child marked absent then the parents going to get notified that the child's not in school so we have to say maybe that they're going to be with a counselor or maybe they're at this whatever but to mislead where that child really is so the parent has no idea they're having a medical procedure and any medical procedure is can endanger i had a um I did a story a few years ago, local story, where a child went to the dentist, a five-year-old, and was um, rushed to the hospital and almost died because of the Novocaine or something that that child was given. And it actually happens more often than you think. So a dental visit almost killed this child just because of the reaction that this child had. Nothing wrong that the dentist did. It just can happen. There's risks with everything medical. And I'm sure a doctor, any doctor, will vouch for that. So the fact that you think you're going to have a child, it's not a question if it's going to happen. It's when will a child die because they had an abortion or some kind of medical procedure, came home, bled in the middle of the night, or had some kind of adverse reaction, and that parent has no clue of what happened to their child. And this is a nightmare that is just beginning. As a parent myself, I would not I I would I couldn't forgive it, this is speechless it, it no, it really speechless it. it's I mean the fact that you have uh in such a, an intense medical procedure too such as an abortion I, the you know the the sad sad thing is these school administrators probably think that they're doing what's best for the student but what they're really doing is helping ruin their lives they're helping them lie to their parents. They're helping right. them forget their education, go get an abortion, come right back to school, make it in time for recess. That's ridiculous. Right. That is and absolutely I believe, ridiculous. And I believe the age that they can start doing this is seventh grade. Don't quote me on that. I'd have to go back and look, but it's it's young. So if it's not high school, it's at least as low as seventh grade. But they're not only it's not only that, it's what they want to teach these children in school with the new sex ed, which they're saying the parents can't opt out of. Um which is in regards to not just LGBT um, sex education, but it's about how to have sex without getting pregnant. I can't even repeat what was said in the video. It w it's almost how this one attorney said, he goes, if I had these conversations with my child, it would be pornographic. And that's exactly how I, I don't want to repeat it because it's, oh. it's beyond... I couldn't imagine a teacher wanting to teach a group of students how to, the ways to have sex, the way, things that they were saying, which as an adult, I never even heard of before. I'm like, what? Where, where is this coming? I mean, so it's perverse, I think. My, it's my, just my personal opinion as a journalist, but I believe it's just perverse at um, sex ed. And it's something that parents should have a choice. If we can't keep it out of the schools, then the parents should have a choice of saying, do they want their children to hear about this or not? Right. Um, and we need to give power. Our, don't take power away from the parents. We're oh. the parents <laughs> and we have, we are the parents and that, 
anyone who thinks they're going to take away our medical control over our children, our sex ed control. I mean, you're touching it now to beliefs, like religious beliefs. Um, I mean, if you're Catholic, you already, if you're Christian Catholic, you already are supposed to teach abstinence, but that's not what they're teaching. I mean, it's almost back to what we had in, um, during the Clinton years. I don't know how old you were back then, but I was in college and during the, I do not have sex with that woman that really affected us women in college Mm. where they were, um, boys were telling, you know, college girls, Oh, if you just do, um, you know, oral sex, it's not sex. It's not really sex. You know, but it is. But they were starting, then you had young teens, you had young um, college kids, even high school kids that during those, the Clinton years thinking that was not sex and that that's okay. And so women, girls, young girls were being taught and thought that that, um, they don't, that they can do that. And it's not a violation of their body and it's, it's just not respecting their body. And I think that we're just, we're adding on to that now. And that's a problem. <laughs> Absolutely. And living in D.C. this summer, I've met so many young women, and they'll, they'll talk about things that they, they're doing with their boyfriends, or they'll, they'll mention things. And I'm just, I am appalled. Because when you tell these kids, here's how to have sex without getting pregnant, it's telling these young women, sell your body to whatever guy wants you. And odds are, you're not going to marry that man. Y'all aren't even going to date. He just wants to hook up with you and leave. And I'm not a feminist. I'm not saying that all guys are awful, right. but the, the, it's teaching these girls not to have standards. I mean, it's, it's telling them you're yeah, not boys. valuable. Exactly. You're not yeah, valuable. Boys. Your body, guys and girls, your body is not priceless. Your body is not valuable. You're not precious. Go hook up with whoever you want. We'll help you make sure you're not pregnant. If you do, we'll get you an abortion without telling your parents. All taken care of. But what they don't realize is how they're ruining these kids' lives from such an early age. It's just... Oh, yes. Or also, they're also of- adding... Also adding into with the LGBT movement is, oh, well, if, you know, if you like a boy this week, but you like a girl next week, that's okay. You can switch. It's just who you love. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had, um, I had, I, I had a conversation, not, I didn't pursue the conversation. It was um, a young a ninth grader who came up to me and through people that I know was felt comfortable talking to me saying, well, I just, you know, I, I'm, you didn't know that I'm. I'm dating, um, this girl, you know, and I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm just being neutral on it. And she's like, I go, well, why I go, you know, well, I think just boys are icky. So, you know, I'm just going to date her. And I'm like, but at ninth grade, you should kind of think boys are icky. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't mean that you like girls. You should, it's okay. If you think in 13, 14, that boys are gross. (laughs) Absolutely. I have a younger sister and I'm like, if she wants to wait until she's 30 to date, that's too early for me. Like, wait as long as you'd like. When you're at that age, I teach Sunday school and girls, they're, my my little girls, they're precious, but they're always like, boys, no. And I'm like, thank the Lord. Like, you don't, and and you don't know how how you feel about boys or life at that age. You've got to, I'm 20 years old and I'm still figuring it out. I'm a junior in college. You've got to get to that point, you've got to grow and learn that just because you think boys are icky, go hang out with your girls, get a manicure, watch a movie. You don't have to go on a date with another girl. Absolutely. (laughs) And that's, and that's kind of like the message that these, that these children are getting. And the same with boys. I have a son, I have a 17 year old son. Um, he's thankfully, so as far as I know, (laughs) very, um, you know, 
respectful and and he's got a good you know a father who teaches them the same thing that be respectful towards girls and and it's not you know it's not just boys that are going after girls it's girls who are actually mm. very promiscuous as well going out. i remember in, in in middle school when my son was in middle school and i'm like whoa girls back off Absolutely. you know stay away from my son he's still innocent he still plays with cars at home <laughs> you know oh, the yeah. middle school boys are just focused on football and you know running around and being boys you know not it's not always about sex it's just boys being you know playing with their dogs playing baseball playing football let kids be kids why are we trying to sexualize them at such a young age it's not okay it, it makes me so mad too when I see girls walking around like you said being promiscuous wearing stuff that like I wouldn't wear to the beach you know right and I'm like, and then they get mad. They say, oh, he catcalled me. He, you know, he's being perverted. Well, look what you're wearing. Yes, he can control himself, but so can you. Like, it, right. it goes on both sides. And I think that the women of today need to step it up, stop blaming everything on men. And um, there are a lot more good guys in the world, like your son, like, you know, people in my family, they're, they're amazing men. But then you have these trashy girls that are just, it's like they're trying, they're trying to make them uh, disgusting and perverted. And it starts at a young age. It starts with elementary, middle school, like, go play G.I. Joe, you know, Lincoln Logs. How right. fun. We Dig like G.I. Joe, right? Yes, absolutely. And go, <laughs> go play with the Barbie or yes. do whatever you want. But just be pure, be innocent, and then figure out life as you go. People are trying to make kids grow up way too quickly. And, and why? Why? Absolutely. Why? You never get those in it. You never get those innocent years back. You never, you never do. Um, and it's, you know, one of the things I went to an event this Saturday, actually in LA, right in the middle of Los Angeles. Okay. And we, it's a group where we gather to talk about politics, actually, from an educational standpoint. And so the reading, we were right around the corner from um, 21st Century Fox. And we were, doing, we were in a, a little garden of a hotel, and there was about a group of 20, 20 of us or more. And we were reading the Declaration of Independence and then discussing it. But what we, what the whole purpose also, what makes this group special is we dress up as gentlemen and ladies. Oh, where men wear suits and ties, women dress up and wear a conservative, you know, dress. And it's very classy. And we actually, it, it was fun. It was like, we get to dress up and we get to be around um, a little chivalry, a little old school. And it, it was just really nice. It was, it, and we are looking to do more of that because it was really a nice event to discuss intellectually, laugh, joke, but also be treated like a lady and for the men to be men. And I brought my son to it. He wanted to go. And he's 17 years old. And he's like, I want to go. He's like, mom, I don't have any place like this to go. And I think our youth would actually like it, but they don't, none of these events um, really exist. And I think that we should, we could start them. We can have, you know, and, and going back to what we were talking about through this whole thing about our country and, bring back a sense of dignity and respect and ladies and gentlemen and, and morals and boundaries it, 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 enough with this. We don't have any boundaries. We do have boundaries, Absolutely. you know, no open borders. We have, you know, anyone who wants to come to our country can have illegal, can have health care. I mean, I mean, there's, where's the line draw, teach our children, whatever we want to teach. It's, concerning with the lack what is do we have anarch i mean i don't know is it leading towards anarch i don't know what it is it's just it doesn't their stability matters stability is strength 
and our youth need stability and our need, our youth need to know there's boundaries and it's hurting our country culturally as a whole, I believe too, with what's going on. I mean, what do you think? No, I agree. I, I love that your son wanted to go to that. That just, that's so encouraging. And, and I totally agree with the fact that there, there just really aren't events like that promoted. But I think, you know, you see, like, guys on the street or guys that will, will hold a door for you. I just Yes. That little things that show that there is chivalry left in the world, that there are people that care. There are guys that want to be respectful. Um, Absolutely, and there is. Give them the chance. Yes. There is. In fact, one of the schools in um, Marietta, which is, um, you know, an hour south of L.A., that's the community I live in, a high school, is um, everyone there is taught to open the door. So when you go onto that campus – and you're coming, like, even if you think, like, if they're, the person's a little further, that they don't need to really open the door. It's not polite. You know, it's not impolite not to. They will actually stop and be like, oh, wait, let me go get the door for you. Let me open it. Guys and girls. And it's such a sense of respect, just that little thing, opening a door. And God, this was funny. It was like I went to an In-N-Out burger, like, um, right next to the high school once. And the, and, the, and the whole group of boys, they just opened the door for you because they're taught that in school. And it was so sweet. I was like, oh, my God. It's like, it makes you s- smile, Absolutely. those little things. And it was just encouraging to say this is our youth. We, do, we can do that. We can teach, you know, um, manners and little acts of kindness, which grow and feed, you know, and create more acts of kindness. Um, and once again, gentlemen and ladies. I want a country filled more with gentlemen acting like gentlemen, women acting um, like ladies, because if you want to attract a gentleman, you got to act like a lady, right? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So that's just one of my things. And, um, you know, that it does exist, but I think we need to talk about it more. I think we need to have more. And also in regards to discussions and have these book clubs or these, whatever you want to call it, gatherings where we discuss our country today because, and what it means. The first, um, question, the guy, the gentleman who led that discussion on Saturday asked was, what does the Declaration of Independence mean to you? And you were put on the spot, and you're like, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> like, what does it mean to you? And you're and you were just like being put on the spot like that. It was like, "Wow, you know, who? When was the last time you were asked that question?" Absolutely. When we need to have more of those discussions because today, what's hurting in our country with everything, all the bills being passed, um, voting Republican, voting Democrat, we're missing the heart of what's in this country of what we stand for. And that's the constitution, bill of rights, you know, everything of what got us our freedom. And I think we need to talk more about that. For sure. Um, so I know you've got a sword to be, so, um, where can everyone find you if they're looking for you on the internet? Um, they can go to Politichicks, you know, with Anne Marie. She's our mama chick. <laughs> I <laughs> she love that. She's our mama chick. We have a whole bunch of babies. She's got a bunch of baby chicks. So, you know, one of them has been with her for a while. Uh, and I love her to death. So we can find us on politichicks.com. Um, and that would, I would say that would be the best place as of right now. Awesome. And you can find us at www.newrightnetwork.com and follow on Twitter and all other social media at, at New Right Network. Thank you. Thank you, Brittany. You've been listening to New Right Network, mobilizing, countering, energizing, online at newrightnetwork.com.